to the Reawakened Mom podcast. I'm your host, Melissa Clampett. I'm so grateful you're here. This show is for you if you find yourself always putting others' needs before yours. You naturally take care of others first. You find yourself in constant comparison with other moms. You put your dreams, goals, ambitions, and passions on hold. If you raised your hand and said, that's me, this show is for you. You are not alone. My goal with this podcast is to show you it doesn't have to be this way. I invite you to join the weekly conversations and learn mom hacks, proven strategies, techniques, and mindset tips to reawaken who you truly are. Some episodes, I'll be here sharing tips on how you can reawaken your home, relationships, career, purpose, self-love, kids, mindset, and more. Other weeks, I'll invite other moms and experts to share their stories and journeys on how they reawakened their life. Mama, it's time to come home to yourself. We need your voice out in this world. So stop hiding, stop dimming, stop following, and start knowing, shining, and leading because you are not alone. Let's reawaken the passion living inside of you together. Hi, mamas. It's Melissa. Welcome to another episode of the Reawakened Mom podcast. I wanted to let you know about a new opportunity for us to stay even more connected over this podcast. The other day, I was talking to a friend who just added Patreon to her podcast. Patreon is a fun way for us to stay engaged in an online community, kind of like a membership. There are three tiers that you get to decide which one best fits your needs. The membership gets you lots of extras, like listen to what you get in the the teenager phase. You get a shout out from me, bonus episodes like this is extra content from my guest that aren't released anywhere else. You get community access, requests for what guests and topics you want on the podcast. We're going to have a live chat each month and you're also going to get early podcast release before anyone else has listened. How cool is that? This is super new for me, for us, but I wanted a more intimate way for those of you that are loving this podcast to get a deeper connection with me and some of my podcast guests. And it's a way to support me as a podcaster and a creator so I can continue to put out all of this great content. The link will be in the show notes, but I appreciate all of you that have listened so far and I can't wait to actually get to be connected with those of you listening and enjoying. Here's one review from Marta Spurk. Great show. As a mom to six-year-old triplets, I know the struggle very well of putting my own needs first. What a refreshing podcast with useful content to remind me how to do just that prioritize myself. Thank you, Marta, for taking a minute and writing that review. It really, truly means the world to me as a podcaster. On today's episode, I have my friend Mindy Van Vliet. Today, we're going to deep dive into not being a victim, how communication is key in a relationship, the power of surrounding yourself with like-minded and supportive women, and so much more. All right, so enough of me jabbering. Please welcome the awesome Mindy Van Vliet. Hello, hello, Mindy. Hello. How are you? Good, good, good. Excited to be here. Yeah, I'm so thankful that you said yes to to joining me in this conversation. And I can't wait for all the people that listen to this conversation to take away so many nuggets because I always just love listening to you talk and share because it comes 
And those of you listening, you will find out. Mindy speaks like from her heart. So like snuggle up with a blanket or sit next to the fireplace with a cup of coffee because it's always a great conversation. So, but I do want to introduce you um, to my friend, Mindy Van Vliet. Um, So I want to tell you a little bit about her. She is an entrepreneur for over 35 years. Mindy has built successful businesses through the development of superior customer relationships, profitable business partnerships, and a creative approach to marketing endeavors. Because of her well-known passion for building long-lasting strategic relationships as a connector, which is so true, that would be the word I would use for her, she is known as one who encourages and inspires others. She believes and understands the value of investing in yourself, both professionally and personally, by surrounding yourself with positive action-forward women. So I am so thankful that you are here today, Mindy. So welcome to the Reawakened Mom podcast. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for being here. I'm excited for inviting me to be here. I'm excited. Yeah, absolutely. And Mindy and I have known each other for a little over a year now, actually. She was someone that I was working very closely with when I was becoming managing director of a local Polka Dot Powerhouse chapter. And I really got to know her and got to know her heart and a little bit more about her story as a mom, as an entrepreneur, and why she is so passionate about connecting with women. So I would love if you could just share a little bit, Mindy, about your your story, kind of like when you were moving and your business and your entrepreneurial spirit. Where does that come from? You know, that's interesting. It, it really comes from the heart. It's of standing true to who I am, who I want to be, of service mind, giving, always giving first. I, I always say, when you can show up to give and then be open to receive, right? It it is um, set your day. There's always something to love about everyone. There's something to acknowledge about every single person you come in contact with. So yeah, I started out uh, in the beauty industry, building a clientele. And I quickly learned that women just want to feel heard and that they matter. Mm -hmm. Um, And they want a safe place to feel accepted a safe place to share what's in their heart. What are their challenges? What are their struggles? So I became a good listener. I really, nothing more than just a good listener and making it be about every single person that came into my station, into the salon. And when they sat down, their hour was was their hour. And it was how to learn how to listen, really become a good listener. Yeah, I saw, um, I was driving, I live in Lewis, Delaware, and I was driving yesterday and there's a salon and it's called hair therapy. So like therapy, but the word in the middle, hair. And I was like, that's so true because, and exactly like what you were saying, we want to be heard. And so, so many times we as women, moms, we feel like we aren't being heard or if we're surrounded by kids all day or, you know, your spouse, you love your spouse, but it's not the same as talking to a woman. And so I thought that was so clever because I really feel like when you go get your haircut, it really is like therapy. And for exactly like what you were saying, because you're you're being heard and you are being such a good listener. Mm-hmm. Well, and I did nails. So that is very face-to-face, you know, that's a touch that you first, so you're building the trust. So trust is really important. Trust, when you know that, someone's truly listening to you 
and you can trust that what you're telling them is going to stay right there. And most of the time, it's that opportunity to just share what's on your mind without feeling judged, right? Never any judgment. And I think that's important. It's really important in a relationship that when you're building relationships that that person trusts you, but also knows that you're not judging them. Yeah. Well, and as a mom, I would love to jump into judgment a little bit because as a mom, it's so easy to judge yourself as a mom. So I'm doing this, or you're comparing to other moms who maybe are doing like the Pinterest stuff or the way that you parent your children, the good mom versus the bad mom. Did you go through that as a mom? Because if you say, okay, you know, you're listening to women and they don't have that judgment. Did you go through that yourself where you were judging yourself and, and you learned to not do that? Or is it still a practice for you? Uh, Number one, I'm going to start, I think social media is our biggest uh, nemesis, right? That are, it's very easy to put yourself in a comparing place. When I was raising my two girls, uh, my girls are 11 years apart, 11 and a half years apart. So they're from two different marriages. There was no social media, right? When I raised my youngest, my oldest daughter, especially, there was no social media. So as far as... A lot of self, you know, I guess this one of my strengths is that I've always been able to be true to myself. And I've had, I say, lots of self-talks with myself. But the importance of surrounding myself as a mom with like-minded women, with women that were going to support me, that weren't going to compare compare me. That's something I've never, um, even as a young girl... I wasn't challenged with comparing myself with anyone else. Now, I would challenge myself to be better, right? I would compare my, not really compare myself, but I was always challenging myself to be, become more successful and to go for the next thing and to be a better person and to say, stop and think about what I'm saying to someone else. That was just something that came naturally for me. I'm fortunate and I thank God every day for that, right? That I had that strength to do those things. And sometimes there were have been times in my life that I realized my life wasn't going in the direction that I wanted it to go and I needed to push pause. And there's nothing wrong with pushing pause and redirecting. Mm-hmm. What does that look like? What do you mean by pushing pause? Are you talking about in your day? Are you talking about relationships? Are you talking about business? And all of it, right? And, it, and sometimes pushing pause, like what's going on in your mind? What are you telling yourself? Like, are those things, when you start telling yourself and letting negativity create, you know, come creep in is just to say, stop, push pause. Um, As far as relationships, it happened in my first marriage. I realized that I was growing and my spouse wasn't growing with me Mm -hmm. and I felt trapped. I felt trapped. I was being judged by him. And it wasn't until my daughter told me mm-hmm. she made, she was that comment that she said, mommy, can we just get a new daddy? And I'm like, er, stop. I just got goosebumps. Wow. Stop. And I had to stop. I thought I was doing all the things that I was making up for all the things. And it took her to tell me that to say that I needed to stop. So, you know, sometimes it'll be little things that you just need to go through your day and just say, oh, stop, 
let me let me let me back up here and let me just pause let me be present um, how old can, how old was she when she did that because how much courage did that take from her and she must have gotten that from you because you you were you are a strong woman and so to for her I'm like I still have like chills like up and down my legs from that how old was she when she said that to you she was five five yeah. wow yeah. oh my goodness how courageous, like how strong of her to even, and observant of her to even think that, that that's even something possible that people, people can do. Yeah. Wow. That was when I just needed just like, what, what am I doing? Yeah. I'm thinking, you know, I'm leading this, you know, I'm leading this gingerbread, like living in a gingerbread house life. Right. And everything is great. And I'm, I think I'm making up for the absence of, you know, it was nothing major, not, and not yeah. something that we say. I also, I am very fortunate that I haven't had, you know, just many people have a story and my story is not, I'm not, I, I guess maybe, maybe what I want to say too, is that I've never allowed myself to become a victim that I've just told myself opportunities cross our path, circumstances cross our path. Are we going to, am I going to use this circumstance as something that has happened to me or for me. Yeah. And I choose every time, again, lots of self-talk, surrounding myself, doing lots of reading, um, having a very strong faith, but choosing those circumstances as opportunities. And I know that God is putting this in my path as an opportunity, and I'm going to grow from this. Yeah. I could have stayed in that relationship and become a victim. And I needed my daughter to tell me, drop that little thing and, and then make me stop in my path and say, you're right. I'm yeah. not going to be a victim. When you say that you were, were growing, um, because I have felt that before as well, where you, you know, and that happens, like we, we as women go through so many seasons of life. And as a mom, there are, I believe that there are so, I didn't really know this. I thought when I had my kids, this is just the way it is. And like this emotional roller coaster and your kids and you and your mom, you doing all the things. And that's just how it was. I didn't really realize that there were different seasons seasons that you can go through, you know, seasons when you're growing, seasons when you're plateau, seasons when you're like, you know what, like I need to take some space for myself. And so when you say that you, you know, even your daughter said, you know, can we get a new dad and you were growing, what did that growth look like for you? Is that when you were really, you know, doing a lot of personal development? Were you, you know, up-leveling in your business, like relationships? What was that growth that you were having yourself as a woman and as a mom? I, you know, a lot of personal growth, growth in my business, and my spouse was insecure about that, didn't, didn't like that. He thought I, you know, there was a place for a woman and that was, had that stereotype and yeah. I was growing and we were growing apart. We didn't have the same, just the same, the same vision, the same vision in life and the same, you know, want, we just really grew apart. I was trying to make it all happen as a mom and as a businesswoman and and still stand true to who I was. And it just was that breaking point. It was the breaking point where I said, no, yeah. I'm, I'm gonna stop like, no. And, and I guess my daughter by saying that gave me the permission to say stop, to say no. 
Yeah. Because you're more important than everything else. Like you, yourself as Mindy, as the person, like if you are, you know, not staying true to you, then you're going to be fragmented in everything else you do as a mom, you know, at that time as a wife, like as, you know, a businesswoman, you know, in your faith, like nothing will feel right because you know, in your heart that, you're not being true to yourself. And so her saying that to you is such a gift. Absolutely. Absolutely. You have to love yourself first for anybody else to love you. Yeah. So what did it look like when you, when you guys left or when you got a divorce or when you moved on, like, was it great? Like, were you in personal development? Like, did you do a lot more opening up for yourself and rediscovering yourself as being on your own? I'm assuming as a single mom at that point, Single mom. Funny thing is, is that I really thought I was like, people were not surprised. Many of the comments were what took you so long. You know, we're not surprised what took you so long. They could see others could see the growth in me that I didn't see in myself. And so I just, you know, honestly, I took one day at a time. I, I said, I'm very much, I love to set goals again. You know, like for me, it was focused on my business, focused on supporting my daughter um, you know, how I was going to make that, what did I need to do to make sure? And there were times, you know, that especially in the beauty industry, I'm not, there was not, wasn't guaranteed a salary or, a, you know, an hourly, I needed to make sure that I didn't spend any money until I had it in my checking account. It was really perseverance, tenacity, and providing, I guess what I didn't want, I'm going to get choked up here. My dad was a really good role model for me in my life. And my idea of what a dad is, is completely different from what my oldest daughter is, right? And I wanted, what I wanted to, what, when she said that, it made me stop and say, I want her to have a, a different picture. Like, I didn't want to be that example for her. It's not okay to be treated that way. Yeah. And I wanted something different for her. So... My goal when I was going through my divorce was to make sure that she felt okay. Yeah. Right. That she felt safe. And my, my goal was always to lead by example. I did not want to be a victim. I didn't want her to see that side of it. It's yeah. still her dad still has a relationship with him. Her idea, her idea of what dad is, is completely different than what mine was, mm -hmm. but I wasn't going to set the example for her yeah. and say that that is that's not how you want to be treated so as yeah. a husband and as a wife that's where I led by example like no that's not okay that's yeah. still your dad you love him that's your dad you know no I never ever said anything but I set the expectation of what it's what it's like to feel loved yeah. what a relationship is like and how to be treated and first yeah. of all you have to love yourself yeah. And I'm looking at the word behind you empower because you are teaching her, you were teaching her at a five, six, seven, eight year old. You're teaching her that like, it is okay to stand up for yourself. Mm -hmm. Like you're teaching her that. So then as she's getting older and how old is she now? Do you mind me asking? Yeah, she's 36. Okay. So as a 36 year old, hopefully over the years, she has learned that, wait a second, 
Like I saw my mom do this. Like you can stand up for yourself. Like no one, and I, I don't know the situation, but like no one deserves to put you down in any relationship. Like you don't deserve to be put in a box. Like you are meant to shine and give the world your gifts. And if someone is trying to like put you in your place or say, oh no, this is the old story. This is how it's supposed to be. This is what a woman does. This is what a mom does. Because so many times we have those stories that we are told or we see it growing up. Well, this is how my family did it. So this is how I'm supposed to do it, right? So you're just showing her, you showed her that she is allowed, you're giving her that permission to stick up for herself and put herself first over everything else. Because I'm fortunate, I have not been in that situation, but to be able to... I know so many people that stay in a relationship too when it's not right for their kids. And so to be able to, you know, step away, but still be able to give love and support and still empower your daughter, I think is just very powerful. So thank you for sharing all that. Absolutely. You are all about empowering women too and supporting yourself with women because as you know, when you, so you were, you know, a single mom at that point, you already said you surrounded yourself with so many people. Did you guys stay in the same area? Did you move somewhere different? Like, how did you go into like, how did you meet your, your now? So stayed in the same area. I was very well connected in the area. Our families were, our families were friends. So it was important to me again I'm, I am so much a no drama person, I, I think. And I know drama starts with lack of communication. Um, so it was important to me that, again, that my daughter felt safe, that she didn't, it wasn't one against the other. You know what I mean? I never tried. I just was true to who I was. And I loved her to the best of my ability and supported her without comparing or hate or not that I didn't feel some of those things, but I never allowed her to see that. Yeah. Right. I didn't bring her into that. So then when, um, and I just needed to be myself for a while. Yeah. I needed to, to find myself, to stand in my truth, to feel good about who I was, to know that I was going to be okay. I believe to this day, there's always a way to make a dollar, right? There's, there's, again, I didn't allow myself to be a victim. Yeah. I could have very easily done that, but tenacity came through, right? And I wasn't going to be a victim. And then I met my husband, my current husband. um, He was actually a family friend of my sister's and introduced, and I wasn't really ready to get into a relationship yet. And he knew that and he respected me. And I think the biggest part of a successful relationship is respect, right? Is to respect. He respected me for where I was and he allowed me to just see my true self, right? And allowed me that time. So, and, and stepping in, I'm going to be quite honest. My daughter was coming first and I needed to make sure that that whole merging because he had never been married. He didn't have children. And it's very different to step into a ready-made family. And I wanted to make sure that it was going to work because my daughter was the very most important thing to me. Right. And I wasn't going to, drama is just not something that I allow into my world. Yeah. I was going to say, just when you were talking, because I think so many women 
I think what you are sharing is also confidence um, or building that belief in yourself because so many times as women, now I'm not speaking for all women, but you think that you need somebody else to to help support you or you can't do it all on your own. Mm -hmm. So, you know, if you had been divorced and then jumped right into another relationship because it's like, well, I can't do this on my, I need someone else to help me. And so I think you having that confidence and that belief in your heart and needing to know like, I can do this. I don't need need someone else's support or income to be able to survive. I think that's really powerful because I think so many times we think we have to have somebody else to make our life work, to make the magic happen and to be able to, to be like, no, I need to do this on my own. I need to stand up for myself and my daughter and we need, I need to put myself first and I, I'm going to make money wherever I go. I'm going to be okay. I think that's really powerful. To know that again, don't be that don't allow yourself to be a victim and know that if you truly you have to have that strong faith right and it'll be okay yeah oh my gosh I love that so what you know how was it different like having because I also so my husband was married before so when I came into his life um, my bonus sons, my stepson's later, he was nine at the time. So maybe it was around the same age that maybe your daughter was not, I'm not sure. And coming from the other side of it. So coming from the person who had never been married, who had didn't have kids, it is a very tricky situation to come into. And then it's like, okay, if you're, if you're meeting, you know, the ex and then, okay, where's your boundary? And, you know, how do you step in as a parent and as a step parent, I didn't meet my stepson for a long, a long time. Because again, my husband was like you, he's like, I'm not going to just introduce anybody to my child. Is that how you felt too? And did you and your, your now husband, like talk about that a lot? Um, that, you know, these are the boundaries that I have like for myself and my daughter, you know, before bringing anyone in. And was it, was it tricky for him too? You know, he has never, um, he has never said that. I think where I was different was that um, we dated for three years um, before we got married. We actually lived together for six months before we got married. Again, because I wanted to make sure it was going to work. He, and since he was friends with my brother-in-law, Ricky got to meet him, right? My daughter got to, was, was, and I, I observed how he treated her, how they got along. I sat back. I never like tried to fix things and make it all okay. And never, you know, it was never, and you know this about me, it's not about taking sides at all. So it was never like, oh, I'm taking her side. I'm taking his side. Or, you know, it was just very, um, I just observed. I allowed them to build a relationship. Yeah. And to see where that was relationship was going to go. And as a mom, I mean, there were times as a mom, that was one thing that I didn't allow myself to become a victim, but I also didn't allow her to, to manipulate me either. Mm. Right. I think, and that's difficult. That is probably the hardest part is being a, a, a parent when you've gone and you've got kids going one way, you know, one way, you know, I was fortunate I didn't do a 50-50 um, split. It, I had her during the week and, you know, just on the weekend she went. But it wasn't, and that's difficult though, because how do you not become that that weekend parent? And then how do you not become resentful towards that weekend parent? So I, again, lots of self, 
lots of self-talks, lots of surrounding myself and talking with women and, and friends and feeling comfortable and being having a very strong faith, but knowing that it was all going to be okay. Yeah. Knowing that it was trusting, trusting that it would be okay, observing, watching them build this relationship, but not wanting, not wanting him to fill her dad's spot, mm-hmm. like, and not taking away. That was her dad. That would always be her dad. But Dave became her a whole new meaning for what a stepdad is. Yeah. Right. And she, when it came, came time for her to get married and I never, at, when we, she was planning the wedding, I never said who's going to walk, you know, who are you going to have walk down, walk you down the aisle. And she came to me and said, mom, do you think Dave, I want my dad to walk me down the aisle, but I also want Dave to walk me down the aisle. Do you oh, think wow. do that? And I said, you have to ask him. Right. That's, um, that's amazing. And I was just going to say on your point, so coming from the other end, so coming in as, you know, the other woman, you know, he had been married before. So, you know, he had a son and coming into it and I loved watching him with Slater because that was a preview of how he would be to our children. So it was a big, because my, I had a lot of expectations or my stories of my dad, you know, all all these amazing things and how I wanted my husband to be with our family and our kids. And, and so I got, I I was like, I I feel like I cheated the test, you know, like I had a preview of how he would be to our kids because of the way that I would see him act with Slater. And so um, I, I always said that to him. I'm like, I love, you know, I know he's going to be an amazing dad because I see the way that he is with Slater. And I just thought that was such a great gift too, because honestly, people thought that I was crazy going into a relationship with someone. He's nine years older than me. So going into a relationship with someone that's older, that already has a child that's been married before. And they were like, why would you do that? And, you know, I always was like, it's not about that. It's not about him having a child. I'm not going to not like him or love him because he's been married and has a child. You know, like I'm loving him for the person that he is. And if he's older or younger or has a child or not, like that's just the way it is. And so I think there's that judgment, those prejudgments that come into those relationships and people try to talk you in and out of things because of, and of course people are trying to protect you. But I think for me too, being strong enough to be like, that doesn't matter to me. Right. It doesn't matter to me that he has tattoos. Like those things don't matter to me. Like I love the person. You know, it's interesting when you were saying that too, because that's what immediately what it took me to was like, I got a preview of how my husband was going to be with, with our children. Absolutely. And it's how, you know, what you want, right. You know what you need, you know what you want. When you say a preview, I, I did that with, when I met Dave and he took me to meet his parents is that I observed the way number one, his relationship with his mom, but I observed their relate to his parents, how they treated each other. Yeah. Because I knew that spoke to me. Like I, I, that felt good to me. It was heartwarming how I saw their relationship because then I knew that that's what I'm looking for. I'm yeah. looking for that relationship. And I see that they had that and that's how he was, he was raised. That was, you know, just those good, those good bones. Are- so when you had your, your daughter with Dave, then like, was that the way he was? Like, did you thought, you know, he was going to be like, come true um, with what you saw, like the way he treated his mom and like his parents were like it. 
Was that Absolutely. he checked your list off? <laughs> Absolutely. Well, he was so good with Ricky. He was really that, he was that father figure for her. And so then when then when we got pregnant with Hannah, his relationship with Ricky and his role with Ricky made him as a stepdad, just made him an even better dad, right? Yeah. It was that. And so he's pretty amazing. That's awesome. And so my my siblings and I, we are very spread out. We're not 11 years apart, but we're we're pretty close, each of us. Um, how is your daughter's relationship, you know, being 11 years apart? Was your older daughter, was she just loving the, you know, Hannah, when she was born, she's like, it's like a baby doll and I can baby, you know, was it close or were, you know, how has that relationship kind of evolved? They, um, it was very, it was close. She was like ecstatic when we told her. <laughs> and again, and her friend, you know, our friend, isn't it funny how when you're raising your kids, you tend to, your closest friends tend to be your kids' friends, right? And so, and that's what it was with us. We had a really good group of friends and everybody was so excited. So Hannah was just like idolized from the moment before, I mean, when she was just, yeah, before she was even born, it was just like, oh, we've got a baby coming. Everybody was so excited. And so she was very welcomed and treated. I always said my girls were spoiled but not rotten right they didn't smell they they were they were well loved both of my children were were very well loved by family and friends and then as I always did things as a mom to you know having two girls be a very different eight well I had one graduating high school and one graduating kindergarten on the same day so like a picture in our front yard you know and I always took a picture of the first day of school and Hannah was always right there, you know, in the picture with Ricky and for Ricky's Oliver, you know, formal events, you know, Hannah was always the little one standing right there next to her sister. So yeah, you know, very different. And they're very different, two very different personalities. Yeah, as I said, the book that I wrote wrote with Ricky, I just, that was, that's completely different book. I had to write a whole new book with with Hannah, Raising Hannah. Um, And today... They're very close. In fact, they are, during the pandemic, Hannah had, was living down South in California um, and went to visit Ricky and ended up staying in Colorado. And she's actually living with her right now. So oh, she's wow. very good. They have a really good relationship. In fact, Hannah's watching Ricky's kids right now while Ricky's and her husband are going on a small little trip. So yeah, they have a really good relationship. Yeah. So that, that has to feel good as a mom to, cause it does you know, feel good. Could, but you know, it doesn't mean that it doesn't mean that there haven't been things that come up. And when they come to me with these things, I always tell them, go back, communicate with one another. Like, I'm not going to be the middle person there. Every, you know, there's a reason for everything that you guys have to communicate. The drama happens with lack of communication. That's like your hashtag. It is. I believe that. I totally believe that. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I love that. Well, I mean, I'm looking at the time because we could be chatting forever. I'm like, oh my goodness. Um, Is there anything that you haven't shared or that you feel like is just great advice for, for moms or just something that you really believe in? Obviously you've talked about like the no drama, the communication, sticking up for yourself and, and knowing yourself, you know, communication is key and connecting, but is there anything that you haven't, you know, shared that you think is, is really important or on your heart? You know, I think that um, it's interesting because these two things have come up in my, this week when I was preparing for this, I was like, 
okay, what is Melissa going to ask me? I wonder what, and it's interesting that I've had, both of my girls have come to me and have told me how important it was for them that I was very, that I was selfless, like that I did things for others always first. And I led by example for them mm-hmm. that they, it, it's interesting because I, I came across a, a, a Facebook post that Hannah had put down and then Ricky, the same thing. And it was like being selfless, my selflessness and work ethic. And so when you can, when you can lead by example, stand in your truth, right. And lead by example, when you only want the best for everyone else, that's going to shine through in the end. So when you can show up again, show up to give, but then don't forget to receive. And I think many times we as women forget to stop, push, pause, and receive what people are trying to give us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because a lot of the time we don't want the spotlight on us. We're like, oh my gosh, like this shirt. Oh, oh, it's so old. Like, what do you like? Versus just being like, thank, thank you. you, thank you. I appreciate. It. I'm I'm receiving that. I'm taking that in because we want the spotlight on other people. Or we don't want people to look at us, or we don't want people to know, or whatever it is. It's just so it like burns your skin where you're like oh don't tell me something don't give me a compliment and then we yeah or you've become so resentful right you've allowed resentment to come in and why is that like to stop yourself before that comes into play Mm -hmm. that victim you know being the victim and being resentful you know comparison again social media oh my gosh to me when you feel that I just I kind of walk away from it yeah yeah well, and so I know that you were reading um, a book about the high five habit. And so a question that I love to ask at the end of these conversations, because as women, we do not celebrate ourselves enough. We are giving everybody else the high five. We are, you know, supporting and lifting everyone else up. And sometimes we don't do that for ourselves. And so I would really love to know, and you've shared some things, but what do you love about yourself? That I'm very heartfelt. Mm-hmm. And that I am able to, um, that I'm a really good listener, right? Mm -hmm. That relationship, I don't take relationships, conversations, connections lightly. Yeah. I don't don't just like cross it off. Okay, well, that one's done. I'll move on to the next. Like I value relationship, true, Mm -hmm. authentic relationships. And it's so needed. I mean, it is so needed. I think now more than ever is really having, you know, people and it doesn't have to be a thousand people or a hundred people. I mean, you can have five, five people that you can call on at any time, midnight, two o'clock in the morning and say, listen, can you talk? And, and to be able to have that safe zone where you can be like, this is me, the raw, the real, the ugly, like whatever I'm about to tell you, and you're still going to love me. You know, it's so important because we can be so hard on ourselves. So to be able to have, you know, a support system is so important. Right. And to be able to find positivity in everything, opportunity in everything. Mm-hmm. It's, it's there. We just have to look in the right direction. Yeah. Oh, I love this. Hey. People are going to want to find you. They're going to be like, I want to find this heartfelt lady. I need some of that sunshine in my life. Where can people find you, Mindy? My website, mindyvanvleet.com. 
Oh, I love it. Thank you so much for this heartfelt conversation, for Absolutely. sure. I hope you weren't up late at night wondering what kind of hard questions I was going to no. ask. Absolutely not. You know what? And you know me. I, I am who I am. I'm authentic. I'm genuine. And I just figured, you know what? What's going to come out? But it really allowed me to reflect as well. Awesome. Because we get all get caught up in our everyday lives and we kind of just forget, like, where have I come from? What are those things that I have that I love about myself? Yeah. And that you're passing on to, that's your legacy. It's your generations of, you know, your daughters and then their kids and then they're teaching their kids. So, you know, it's the legacy that you're leaving too. So it's, it's, it's like you said, sometimes we don't, a lot of the time, actually, we don't take the time to actually review that when we're reviewing, oh my gosh, like, okay, let me check off all these business things or, but it's like, wow, let me see, like, let me see what I've done me. Like who am me as a person? What have I accomplished for myself? So thank you so much. It's such a gift to to listen to you and, and share time with you. So thank you. Thank you. All right. See you soon. Okay. Bye. Thank you so much for hanging out with me today. I believe in the power of connection and community. If you loved this conversation and have a friend who you believe needs to hear this, please share this episode with them. It could transform their day. Share it on Instagram and tag me at Melissa Clampett. I'd love to shout you out and say hello. I'm so grateful for all of you listening and sharing. Follow this podcast on Spotify or subscribe on Apple. Your support means the world to me. If you found inspiration today, take a second and leave me a five-star review so more moms can find this podcast. I'd love to continue the conversation with you in our free Facebook group. It's linked in the show notes because who has time to write all that down? I believe in you, mama. I see you. I hear you. I'm Melissa Clampett, and this is the Reawakened Mom Podcast.